Welcome to Widow Goals. This is your host, Michelle Bader. We are on episode five, Remember to Eat and Take Care of Yourself. Well, thanks for joining me for another week to talk about goals as a widow. I am a new-ish widow. I mean, I think it would still be considered new, six and a half months since my wonderful husband, Luke, went to heaven. Uh, He had a long off and on battle with cancer for over 16 years. If you want to hear more about that, you can head to my other podcast called The Peace Cast. I'll also put a link in the show notes. Um, It goes through our journey. And yeah, so what I do is I am not an expert. I don't have a PhD, but I am someone who is going through this crazy widow journey one minute at a time. Man, let me just tell you about this morning because this is real. This is raw this is how it is. Man, I've been feeling okay. You know, if you're a widow, most likely you are, or you're someone trying to help someone grieving or you're grieving yourself, you can probably relate to this where you're doing fine. Like I've been feeling pretty good the last couple days. Like, yeah, I got this grief thing. I'm on a, (laughs) I'm on a roll. I'm doing good. I'm not crying. And boom, it can hit you through something so hard that you're literally brought to your knees (laughs) or, or to the floor like I was today. So you know what really is bittersweet for me every day, but normally it doesn't hit me this hard. You know, the memories that pop up on Facebook, I know you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And it's like on this day, or it also pops up on my Amazon photos and my Google photos. It's like everywhere. Remember this day. And it popped up this morning on my Facebook memories one year ago today. And there were so many beautiful, beautiful pictures. Um, the place where my husband and I got married. It's this beautiful, you know what? I'm going to link the pictures in the show notes because it's so beautiful. I have to share it. It's called the Queen and Victoria Mansion. Actually, they might've changed the name now, Victorian Bell or something. It's in Portland, Oregon. When I was 13 years old, I remember visiting it for the first time with my parents. And I said, I am going to get married here someday. And I knew I would. And I did in 2003. I married Luke at that very same mansion. It At Christmas time, they have like twinkling white lights and Christmas lights everywhere. There's an outside gazebo. And for our wedding, it was all white lights. And we got married in the gazebo. And it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. And the perk about getting married there is you can come back every year at Christmas for free. They don't charge you to get in. Even when the owners switch, they honor that. And so every year it was our favorite Christmas tradition. And the kids kind of got sick of it. They know the story so well. This is where we got ready. This is where I walked down the aisle. This is where this, blah, 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 blah. And last year, Luke actually had a good day where he was feeling well enough to go. And we have so many amazing pictures. It was such a beautiful day. But when I opened that today wow, it hit me so hard that we're never going to get to do that again, you know? And um, we're not going this year. I couldn't go there without him. And I think because of COVID, it's probably closed. I haven't even checked because I just don't want to go there without him yet. I think I will someday. But this year, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back there without my husband, you know, because it's the place that we set our vows. It's the place that we committed to loving each other till death do us part. And you know what? We made it. Okay, this is totally off topic from the title, but I just wanna, I wanna encourage you, widow sister. You made it, okay? You made it till death do us part. You held his hand till the very end. And I'm so proud of you for that. 
you know, when I went to this um, grief retreat just like a month and a half after my husband passed away, God gave me a vision and I want to share it with you. And I want to encourage you in your pain. No pain is wasted. So I had this beautiful vision. It was in a, like a prayer time. And it was like actually like a vision. Like with my eyes closed, I saw pictures. And it was God placing a crown on my head and saying, I am so proud of you. I chose you. I chose you out of all the people in the entire world to be Luke's wife. And you did it. And I'm proud of you. You loved him in sickness and in health till death do us part. There are so many people who never complete those vows and you did it. And I want to say the same thing to you today. You did it. You fulfilled your vows and you stuck by your husband or your wife if you're a widower and you stuck with them until the very end. And God is so proud of you and I am so proud of you. So it's a little off topic, but it's just really on my heart today as I was looking at pictures of the place that we got married that instead of you know in that moment too at the grief retreat it changed in my head from like I'm being punished because my husband is gone what did I do wrong to you were chosen I chose you and it is an honor that you were chosen to walk by your husband's side. And I just, I guess I really want to get that point out today to whoever's listening, or maybe it's not a spouse you lost, whoever you lost, you were chosen to be a special person in that person's life. It was not an accident that you were in their life when they moved to heaven. It's not an accident. You were chosen. You were chosen. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to have a whole other episode about you were chosen in the future, but I just had to share that today because I really am big about like sharing what's on my heart and what I'm going through today. And Tuesdays are the day I'm trying to record and do this. And uh, this is on my heart today because this just happened. So I want to share that with you. So let's get to the topic at hand. Remember to eat and take care of yourself. So this sounds really simple, but, and I'm always a person who likes some good food. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm picky. Like I don't like a whole bunch of f- food groups. Um, mostly the ones that are not <laughs> healthier, the ones I like. Um, but I, I'm usually like always hungry. Like that's not a problem. It all changed. I have never felt this in my entire life. So my husband passed away um, early on a Saturday morning at 6.15. So that whole day, I don't think I ate more than a couple bites of anything. Like I could not eat and that is never, I remember hearing people talk about, oh, I'm so upset I couldn't eat. And that had never happened to me ever. I'm like, I can always eat. That's not a problem. But when this happened, my whole body was thrown so into shock and into um, just this crazy place that you can't even explain to anybody. Um, And I couldn't even eat, you know, like, like I said, I like the not so great food. So I was like, um, I remember everybody, like the kids and stuff, like people having donuts that morning and I could not touch anything. And I remember, and I was like in my pajamas and my glasses because we just like rushed out of the house and, um, I, you know, of course, didn't care what I looked like. I didn't have contacts in and I just, I couldn't eat anything. 
And then I remember at lunch, <laughs> my mom's like, I'll get you Taco Bell, which I know, don't judge. You think it's not healthy, blah, 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 whatever. I like it, especially if I'm like not happy. So um, my mom got me Taco Bell and I couldn't eat it. I remember like one bite and I was like, I just can't eat. And it was a place I've never been in before. And this went on for several days, maybe several weeks where I had to be reminded to eat. And good thing I had my kids because that helped me. But And I had a tribe of people around me, which remember we talked about that, have your tribe. And uh, they helped feed my kids because I couldn't even think about it. And I actually lost weight that first couple of weeks um, because the thought of putting any food into my body, I just couldn't even think about it because you're in, I can't even explain it. You know, if you've been through it. But I realized that it was so important to remember to eat and take care of myself because here's an important lesson. You have to, this is thanks to my counselor telling me this for like a decade, you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can help those around you. So if you're not putting on your oxygen mask, just like on the airplane, to t- you know, you, you're going to not be able to take care of those around you. And if you're a mom, which I know a lot of you are, you're still going to have to take care of your kids, even when you're in crisis. And so that's why if you need to enlist your tribe to feed you, do it. So I know um, most people have meals coming for the first couple of weeks. We didn't only because my kids are even pickier than me, but we had gift cards and like Grubhub and stuff like that. So people were still like getting us meals, making sure we're eating, you know, getting us food and bringing it to us. Um, I remember that for days and I was like, okay, we need to stop the fast food. <laughs> we need to eat something a little bit better because, um, yeah, this isn't good. But um, it's so very, very, very important that you make sure that you're eating. So again, like enlist your tribe. Remember, we've identified who our tribe is and be honest with them. Like, I'm having trouble eating. Could you call me at, you know, eight o'clock, noon and six o'clock, whenever you eat and have them remind you, I'm not even joking, or they can text you. Put reminders on your phone. I know it sounds silly, but you have got to be eating so that you can take care of those around you. And then when I'm saying take care of yourself, like remember to take a shower or take a bath. Like I love taking baths. And so I actually do remember doing that um, the night my husband passed away. And I'm um, just crying, just crying so hard because they couldn't believe it was real. Because we thought we had more time and it was kind of a sudden thing. And so... um it was just such a shock. And here I am almost seven months later crying like a baby because it still doesn't seem real. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. And it just, it's so hard to explain unless you're living in it. And I hope that if you haven't experienced grief, you don't have to, but that this podcast will help you to know how to help those around you because it is something that they don't even understand. I don't fully understand. When somebody asks me how I'm doing, that's a loaded question. Depends on what time of day. <laughs> it depends on what's going on. But my emotions are definitely all over the place. Um, but those first few weeks are super important. And then even as you go on, like I'm almost seven months into this, I still, I don't have to remember to eat. That's That happens. In fact, I got to eat healthier. That's kind of where I'm at. New Year's resolution. Yay. <laughs> um, but I do have to remember to take care of myself because it can be a little overwhelming with work and the kids and, um, you know, writing a book and doing a podcast and it just all the emotions I'm feeling myself. Grief is very draining. My grief counselor said that 
my brain is in the ICU right now. So if you're grieving, your brain's probably in the ICU and you need to give it special care and attention and it affects your whole body. So I want you to write down some things that you can do for you. Pause this or do it later, but make sure you do it. Um, Some things like for me, I've recently started working out again, found some like dance workouts I like, running, things like that, reading. I love to read, journal, do something for you, okay? I'm serious. Take this stuff today. Write down what you can do for you. And if you're still in the place where you can't remember to eat, enlist your tribe to help you. So those are the main things I wanted to share today. You know, each one of these episodes is just going to be a short little goal. My my goal in doing this is that you will feel successful to be able to move on. Not move on like you forget your loved one, but more like be able to survive, but not only to survive, but to thrive. That's actually the goal for you is that we as widows, we lock arms and we move forward and we thrive. Okay. We're not just going to be little old ladies in black with the buns and the long dresses and, you know, we're widows. No, we are going to thrive. We're going to thrive by encouraging each other. You know, we're building a really big community. There's so many places on Facebook you can plug in. One of my favorites is called Young and Widowed with Children. Um, There's also Christian widow support groups, stuff like that. I love plugging in. And then I'm creating my own, which I love for you to join. Um, I have an Instagram page that's actually pretty active and I'm making friends with a lot of widows that I love. It's just at widow goals, one word. And then also on Facebook, I'll put the link in the description of where you can join the widow goals community. I really want to know you, lock arms with you, pray for you. You can also email me at Michelle. Let me say that again. <laughs> Michelle at michellebader.com. B-A-D-E-R. You can send me an email if you have any prayer requests, comments, whatever. I want to connect with you. You're not alone. That's a whole other episode we're going to talk about. <laughs> you know, I've got planned out all these good goals, and that's an exciting one to talk about too, to know that you're not alone and how you can be part of this community. Also, if you like this podcast, please take a minute to review it and give it a little bing five stars that helps get the word out. I really want to get this widow podcast out to as many people as possible. And I want to share what's helped me too. I don't know the reference right now, but it's um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that is so true. It's the joy of the Lord that I'm getting by. Oh, one more little side note. Does anybody else have a dog who just can sense when you're sad? I was like doing my wailing on the floor, crying, looking at pictures. And my sweet little golden doodle, he is 11 months old, came running in and just like started licking me. He's done that since he was a little baby and I was crying. So I'm just curious um, if anybody else has a dog that does that. All right. Well, I think that's it um, for today. Thanks again for joining us for Widow Goal. Widow Goals. I can't speak. Yeah. Anyways, anybody can be a podcast host. (laughs) Love you guys. And I'll talk to you next time. Remember, you are a widow warrior.